show from a heavy metal perspective. From Danzig to death, to Dark Throne to Dr. Shrinker. Buckle up, things are about to get heavy. This is the Metal Podcast. Let's rock and roll. And welcome to another edition of the Metal Podcast. Uh, no fancy intros this week. I am AC, joined by, as always, the lovable DJ. How are you doing, my friend? I'm fantastic and uh, excited to get going. How are you? I'm very good. And we have another guest, uh, black metal legend, Lord Airyman. How are you doing today, sir? I'm doing pretty all right. Thank you. You know, again, th- thanks for coming on. And uh, what have you been listening to lately? Oh, well, I usually don't listen to much black metal these days, but I've been listening to lots of, while well, Judas Priest released two new songs, mm-hmm. uh, I listened to lots of DU, uh, Six to Nine Eyes, uh, you know, Testament. I'm, you know, I'm still listening to the bands that I grew up listening to in the 80s, you know, those, you know, the, those bands are still, you know, close to my heart. That's kind of what I've been doing. I've been regressing because <laughs> like DJ and I used to do the black metal when we were younger. And as, as I've gotten older, I've just kind of, I guess my, my heart has softened. I'm going with the, the Iron Maiden Megadeth Motorhead. That's generally where my, my gym playlist takes me. So wh- what have you All been right. working on as far as personal or professional? Oh, well, I, I got like million projects going on all the time right now i'm in a position i'm like okay i I gotta focus on one thing to finish it because now it's i got too much things going on that i can't really complete anything it feels uh but today and yesterday i've been uh, you know start laying out some ideas for for new music dark funeral uh, and I got some stuff recorded with some, uh, a little bit different, but, uh, really inspiring. So, wow. um, other than that, uh, I'm working on some other projects. Uh, we got some new, I put together some new merchandise t-shirt designs, three of them. I guess they're coming out soon. And, uh, yeah, well, there's always small things going on. And I'm trying to get back uh, working out at the gym also, you know, trying to get back in shape. So, Well, it's always tough because you've been touring for forever now. <laughs> I mean, do you, do you get a little break now? Uh, to I mean, how, how do you even manage your, your health on the road? I, I can only imagine. <laughs> yeah, well, the, the last uh, year have been uh, a little bit more dif- different than normally. I mean, I... I Normally, I work out uh, when I'm on tour, or at least try to go out running or take long walks. Uh, but the last year when we've been touring, I, I went through two uh, hernia surgeries. Ooh, my oh, goodness. No. So, oh, uh, oh. Yeah, so it's been like, <laughs> yeah, so I've been like, you know, healing at the same mm-hmm. time I, I've been on tour. You know, in in and out, quick surgery, back out on 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 the road, uh, and naturally, I haven't been able to work out, you know, uh, right. during that time. So now I'm, uh, yeah, I'm really fighting hard to to get back in shape, you know, after all the setbacks. It's yeah. it's tough, but uh, 
you know, on death or mind. And, uh, you know, I got to take it step by step. There's no rush, you know, as long as I keep, you know, pushing. Definitely. And kind of like what you're saying, kind of like uh, being so <coughs> spread out, it's, it's better to, to focus, get you healthy. But I know you can't just take time off the tour. I mean, that that's incredible to keep. I mean, people complain about so much less. I can't believe you, you were able to still go out there every night. Uh, wow. That's amazing, man. That's <laughs> that's incredible. Yeah, well, I had three big tours and, uh, uh, you know, and, and before the first one, I had one surgery, you know, one hernia, and then I got another one. So in between two tours, uh, I, I, you know, managed to get a, you know, last minute uh, appointment to, to get quick surgery and then uh, three weeks recovery. And then, then I was back on stage again. So it was kind of a tough period, but, uh, I managed yeah. to complete the tours at least, and uh, and the tours was fantastic. Just sucks that I, you know, some days it was like I just gotta try and get through the day to, you know, so I can get back, uh, get back to bed. Basically. Yeah, like were were you in pain? I imagine this doesn't sound too <laughs> comfortable, right? <laughs> like, well, I wasn't, not, I wasn't in much much pain, but uh, I mean, it depends on how, how much I moved. That's why <laughs> I, you know. I maybe was uh, kind of stiff on stage, but that was because I couldn't really move much. Because every yeah, movement nice. I did uh, uh, hurt pretty well. So yeah, now I'm all good. So uh, okay, <laughs> uh, the doctor said that there's no limitation. That's why you know since the last couple of months I've been uh, trying to sort everything, but also got some. Uh, you know, I got to work on certain muscles to to make sure I don't get the third fucking hernia. That uh, <laughs> oh my god. Horrible, but full recovery oh. though. No, no, no more restrictions. You're good to go. Yeah, yeah. I I checked uh, as soon as I came back from the last tour. I I went out and did a a, a scan uh, at the hospital, and uh, when I got the the answer, they were like, "Okay, you're all good. You know, you're just no limitation anymore. It's healed really well. It's probably going to be." still a little bit painful for you know the next couple of months or six months or so but uh uh is healed up well so and when you go to the hospital do you go in full armor and, and corpse paint no of course not <laughs> <laughs> maybe scare a little little honesty into the doctors <clears throat> might, might help so did, well, I'm, did, I'm still i'm still a pretty big guy so so, uh, you know, <laughs> big Viking. I get to stare when I come walking there. Anyway, yeah, good, good. good. Yeah, I saw that. I saw some pictures of you um, performing with Cavalera, and I'm like, is this guy like eight feet tall? <laughs> I mean, you're you're a big tall dude. <laughs> and, yeah, and how, I'm a big guy. <laughs> and how was that experience being uh, performing with Cavalera? Amazing. I know those guys for for a while, so, okay. but. Uh, and the last time they asked me to play, uh, I wasn't ready. You know, I got too short notice. But this time I, I got some time to practice. You know, if I do something like that, it's got to be special. And I got to make sure I, I play it well. You know, yeah. I don't want to screw up uh, anything. So, but, you know, uh, you know, I, I was a huge fan. And I still, you know, like the, you know, the old stuff and the new stuff they do. But I was a huge fan in the 80s. And, and to be able to, you know, grow up, you know, with a band that I liked so much, uh, so long time, you know, when I was, you know, a kid, 
Then suddenly wow. go up on stage and play with them. That's that's pretty fucking awesome. Yeah. And uh, yeah, yeah. Igor and Max is fucking uh, amazing persons, and you know we're really good friends. So yeah, no, so, that's amazing. Uh, I'm sure they were more than pleased to have you join them. <laughs> like you know, it was a a combination. Yeah, they, they, I guess they. <laughs> Yeah, I guess they were excited as uh, I was, you know, but uh, that's, that's the cool thing, you know, when, you know, you can do th- stuff like this, but uh, it's not going to happen too often. I mean, if I do it, it's got to be something really, really special and it's got to mean something very special to me. So this was the first time I ever, you know, did, did a guest play like that. So wow, we'll see if it happened again or when, you know, it depends if, if there's a, it's got to be a special band that uh, if I'm going to do it again. What What if uh, ABBA asked you to play guitar with them? Uh, I don't know. It depends on, on the circumstances. Well, do you like ABBA? Because we had Andy LaRock on here, and then he said, oh, yeah, when I was younger, uh, ABBA, oh, they suck. They're lame. But now, as I've gotten older, well, I appreciate them. So, Well, I don't. I guess I don't really listen to them that much, but okay. I mean, I'm Swedish. I grew, you know, it was in- inventable to, to not hear them on the radio when you grew up. Can't you know, they they were everywhere. I, sure. yeah. uh, but it's, I, it's, you know, they still kind of timeless music, whether you like it or not. It is still kind of amazing how, how they were fucking way ahead of time with what, what they were doing. And that music still, you know, works today. Um, yeah. and, uh, it, it's amazing. Well, I, I'd say that you, you found yourself in, in that level of, of timelessness too. Cause there, there's been plenty of black metal bands that have came and went and <coughs> here you are still standing. And you are the, uh, as far as I know, the primary and sole songwriter. So you have written or at least co-written. I don't want to step on anyone else's toes if they've written songs, but you, your name is attached to every dark funeral song it, <clears throat> since 94 was your first release and your latest was last year. Yeah. Yeah. What do you, yeah. what do you listen yeah, to it's, uh, when you pick up your guitar? Like I got to write a new song. Like, What do you go to? Well, I go to, you know, to my inner self. You know, it's all uh, what's inside of me that comes out, you know? And, uh, I mean, I'm chasing the notes that, that I hear in my head. It's, it's hard to, to describe, but uh, I'm looking for that feeling, you know, in every every note that I, I put together. Uh, and it gives me some kind of, you know, relief and, and feeling of complete freedom, you know, in, you know, entering my own world. Wow. What, what, do, do you have a favorite song, Dark Funeral or otherwise? <clears throat> well, it's, I mean, it's it's like with every record, you know, at the time they are written, you know, there's certain songs that, you know, means more personal to me than others, maybe. Uh, but for, for each album, you know, the, at the moment, the last record is obviously where I'm in life and uh, spiritually at the moment. So, uh, yeah, so, so there, there's songs from the, you know, I would say maybe when I'm gone, it, it's very, you know, uh, strong song to me, and that that's from We Are the uh, on, on the last record. Yeah, I mean uh, the last record represent me where I'm at 
this this point of time in life and as a songwriter so that's why those songs are naturally closer to me at the moment uh but of course the older records you know this song from every record that means certain things from from that time uh but i'm not one of those guys that look much back in time i you know i look forward so what what's done the the last the old records they're all you know i'm, I'm already a couple of years ahead you know in my in my head and are are you working on the next dark funeral record or just personal songs that you've been writing no no it's uh it's uh dark funeral of course okay and d- wow. so uh do you uh, I got a few uh, few ideas recorded, but uh, I mean it's still uh, so much work left. But at least I'm uh, I stop you know recording some stuff. So do you have a, do you have a tour planned, or is it get the record done first uh, and then go from there? Uh, no, we're going to be touring for the next year or two. But uh, you know when i uh, when I'm home, I'm going to you know try and write as much as possible. Uh, but we're already, you know, working on festivals and, and tours for next year. And, uh, so we'll see when, uh, when everything's ready to be announced. But, uh, I guess, you know, when everything starts rolling again, it's going to be a busy schedule on the road. So. Yeah. So yeah, Greece, sure sounds like it. <laughs> Greece, uh, Athens, Greece, the, is that, that's your, your upcoming tour or upcoming, I guess, appearance. I don't <coughs> know if that's the tour or just well, festival well, appearance. No, it's just well, it's it's going to be a few more shows connected to that uh, gig, I guess. Uh, at least that's what's uh, what they are talking about. Nothing is hundred percent confirmed, but uh, well, we are we are you know we're discussing tours pretty much all around the world. Uh, you know, U.S. more U.S. touring, uh, Asia, South America, um, you know, Australia. You know, so we are, you know, we're open for for Anna and all offers at the moment, and and our booking agencies are are busy working on on things. So we'll see where, what we land, and you know what, what's happened. Do you have a favorite place to play? <laughs> Not like a specific venue, but you know, location, <coughs> like air, air, ge- geographical area. Well, recently, we, you know, things have been going really well for us in the U.S., and we've been touring a lot in the U.S. So. So real, you know, I enjoy being in the U.S. Well, uh, yeah, I hope you guys and, can come soon. And also soon. Canada. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Uh, so yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah I, I guess we've we've been touring mostly in the U.S. Uh, the last couple of years, you know. So that that's become a a, a very you know good and strong market for us, and I enjoy you, you know just being there. Okay, I was going to ask: Do you notice any like differences between the different states in the United States, or you just sound like you're just happy to to, to play there, and that uh, people are generally nice to you and the band? I mean, I hope so at least. Uh, but how's oh yeah? I mean, we have an amazing yeah. It's been a that's why why I like you know touring cool. the U.S. But it's also more convenient to tour the U.S. and another continent. You know, the the country's built by roads and, and, you know, truck stops and, and stuff like that. So it's, it's more convenient to tour in the U S than anywhere else. Interesting. You know? So that's also, that's also why it makes it so nice to, to tour in the U S but of course the crowd have been fantastic and, you know, I got no complaints. Oh, that's and amazing. What do you prefer Los Angeles or New York? Well, well um, 
I wouldn't pick any of them because we have amazing crowd in both of the cities. Good answer. Uh, <laughs> how about the how about the weather? You're you know you're a, you're a big sleep. Yeah. Well, California weather is always nice. Yes. Okay. I, I didn't I didn't know if you were one of those that you just you dwell in the sub zero temperatures. So your favorite place is like uh, the the North Pole. That's your favorite place to tour. <laughs> well, I grew up in the north part of Sweden, so I done my share of uh, of cold weather <laughs> and, and snow. Yeah, I, I don't. I don't we I, got, uh, we have lots of snow, and it's minus five Celsius here in Stockholm <laughs> at the moment. No, I don't do that. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh! Yeah, th- th- oh, yeah, I like the sun year round. So California, I'm <laughs> uh, it's probably my favorite one. <clears throat> yeah, because I I know some people that you know they've they grow up in the snow and you know they get accustomed to it, but other people you know they don't like waking up and having to shovel their driveway and to salt the roads. I, yeah, I just I just don't know. I'm curious as people's regional preferences because you've you've literally been all over the world. So you can actually vouch for, well, this place is like this and this weather's like this. So you, you can find your comfort zone where someone who's lived this whole life in California, he might say, I like the sun, but he's never had a winter in the snow. No, but I think, you know, I always used to say, of course, it's, you know, when it's cold as fuck like it is now in Stockholm, of course, you, you miss the summer, you know, warm weather and, and, and so on. But, uh, I always say that, I mean, it's still good that we we got four seasons in 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 Sweden, and, and I kind of you know there's a reason why, you know, it's a good reason why you know why we can appreciate the summer maybe more than others because, you know, we have a couple of months with fucking darkness, <laughs> cold, snow, and and then you got a few fucking months with uh, warm weather. So, you know, you can really appreciate that that those few months every year. But of course, for me, I can extend that when I travel a lot and, and go to warmer continents. Yeah, so this, some this, some years I have more summer all around the year than than if I would have been uh, at home. Yeah, you could book your tours that way too. Like uh, th- this winter, we're going to Brazil. <laughs> Why not? Who's your? F- oh yeah, yeah, that's 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 what that's what we do. It's <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's true. Uh, it's funny. We we, <laughs> we plan everything carefully. Okay, now we can extend <laughs> the summer for three months. Let's do it. <laughs> Keep going. The They're manipulating there. time, AC. <laughs> oh, of course, it's uh, you know there's, there's some planning. That's really funny. Yep. But why not, right? I mean, you guys have, I mean, you've been around you earned it. Uh, since '93, uh, thirty years. Have you guys done like? A thirty-year anniversary. Sorry if I'm late to the party, or or how does that kind of work, or or just to enjoy the moment. It seems like you don't really bask well, in the past. We, <laughs> you know. Yeah. Uh, well, we 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 didn't really do like any major thirty years anniversary shows or anything. Uh, wish maybe we, you know, had planned that a little bit more, you know, better and, and done something really huge, but. Uh, I mean, we we can. Uh, I mean, we're planning to do go even bigger anyway. So, Heck yeah, uh, you know, the coming you know g- coming tours are probably going to be the biggest we we done, you know, production wise and so on. Wow. So we have lots of plans. So we, I mean, we're still you know growing as a band. We're still 
you know, trying to push uh, everything, going bigger, better, and you know, on all 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 territories. So, yeah, it's amazing that you're not content. You know, uh, sorry, I see what you're gonna say. No, I was just gonna say, like, you guys are still young. Like, you know, Rolling Stones were they're never gonna stop. Like, you you're you're in your 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 infant years still. You've got well, plenty more ahead of you. <laughs> Well, I say as long as you have inspiration for, you know, the music and, and the stage show and all that, you know, everything around the band, then why, why not just keep going? And uh, I find a lot of inspiration and, you know, I, I don't know, but I, I just have ideas all the time, you know, how to do things, you know, you know, I, I get ideas, you know, for new things, you know, to bring into the band and, and you know, also for, for the songwriting trying to improve that and, and try different things. So as soon, you know, is this, you know, as soon as I feel inspired, I, I will just keep on going. What do you do you know? to keep from getting burned out? Like what, like what, what are your not, unless you just only do music and that's what you love, which, you know, if you, that's what you do, good, good on you. But what, like, what do you do stuff outside of music? Do you like the, uh, bobsledding or, uh, like hiking or something? <clears throat> well, well, hiking. I guess I used to, you know, I have a forest on a lake uh, nearby where I where I live, so I used to be out walking there a lot. You know, listen to music, uh, spinning ideas. You know, mm. uh, but you know, the band and the music is is my life. So, uh, and and that's where my interest is. So, I kind of fortunate to. You know, be able to do what I, you know, enjoy the most. Well, yeah, that makes and also sense. work. Uh, <laughs> Naturally, I work with design too, since I take care of all, most of the band merchandise, and also have my own signature brand that I'm trying to build up, and I'm working lots of you know, different designs for that. So that's my main two interests: design and music. Yeah, you are you are a, a very hardworking guy, <clears throat> and I, I think a lot of people don't really appreciate that. Because we still have a lot of people that they're they're phoning it in. They okay, time to time to put out a new record. Okay, I guess we got to write a song, and and it just feels like an obligation. Like you sounds like you genuinely love it, and you like you, this is your life. Yeah, it is my life. But uh, when it comes to songwriting, it's it's like it's not like I, I write music every day or so. It's you know, I you know I, I got to be at a certain place, you know mentally when I, before I can you know dig into where I want to go with the mu- with new music and uh, usually I take care of most of the business also so you know when it's too much touring and things going on there's no time for me to even think about you know songwriting uh, so I got to take things you know things uh, one thing at a time now we are home uh, for a while that's why I felt like uh, Time to you know start looking into some new music since I have have some ideas that I'm working on already. So we'll, well see. I, but but it's uh, yeah I've, I've been sitting for two days now and I haven't you know put down so much uh, new stuff. But uh, but at least uh, something is is you know happening. Okay, well, I want I want to ask you about two bands. Now I don't you. Know, you know, don't don't <coughs> misunderstand me. I'm not asking you to like spill some like personal drama or anything. Uh, but two two bands, I think they started as one thing and then they just kind of went 
in in a completely different direction. One, I, I don't know why. The other, I'm pretty sure I know why. And it would be Satyricon and Dark Throne. So I had Dark Throne on the brain. So I had that Freudian slip earlier. Because <laughs> Dark, Dark Throne's, their classic release, we, we'd say, is Transylvanian Hunger. But the first release, Soulside Journey, that it's a pretty standard death metal sounding record. But in their yeah. later in their later years, <clears throat> they almost turned into like a punk band, and, and it 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 almost like because they they had that that record in the in the mid two thousands, and it almost felt like that was their way of being more underground. Like we're going to like, we're so black metal. Like we're going to go in the opposite direction because they have that song Canadian metal. If you remember that one and hiking metal punk, like very, very silly songs. Like this is the band that did blaze in the Northern sky. And then they, and the album, it, it's, it, I don't want to call it a joke because the songs are all really good, but it, it feels a little tongue in cheek. Whereas Satyricon after, uh, sorry, if you wanted to comment on that. Uh, well, I haven't listened to another later, later uh, Dark Zone stuff, so I don't know. Uh, I still listen to some of the, you know, early 90s stuff, uh, you know, once in a while. That's, you know, my generation of records. <laughs> so I haven't followed the band. Uh, so I really don't know what they're up to these days. Yeah, I I I do recommend <coughs> listening to it. I, I'd have to to pull it up. It is, yeah, um, uh, too old, too cold was was the they did an EP and they had a Susie and the Banshees cover on it, and it, it, it's it's a very like for Dark Throne. It's it's very strange, but it, it doesn't feel like they're trying to sell out. It feels like they're trying to do the opposite of selling out, like. Because Dark Dark Throne is a very strange band, like you know they're like pretty normal guys, but um, just that direction that they took, it was like almost like we want to be more cult than we already are. So we're kind of going to alienate our audience even more. Because I found a lot of people that didn't like black metal liked that that release, and I don't I, I don't think people that like Dark Throne didn't like it but it's not it doesn't sound anything like dark throne it, it's like a completely different record but satyricon like they after uh you know volcano they kind of became a different band and where what i'm getting at with this is bands feel a need to evolve their sound and then they eventually stop sounding like that band so the the point is like, what do you do to keep Dark Funeral sounding like Dark Funeral? Because obviously it's you, so all the songs sound like what you would write, obviously. But there, because I, I have a release that just came out, and I'm working on my, my next one, and I'm like thinking, like, okay, the song's written, oh, oh, I should evolve it this way. And then eventually it's just like, this doesn't sound like my own stuff. Because I, I feel the temptation to, to constantly change it so it sounds different for my sake so what do you do to keep in your dark funeral lane not just the lord Araman lane because that is that will always be you well i don't know i guess i i got my way of writing but i'm still trying to you know evolve and uh 
you know, challenge myself in the songwriting uh, and also with the playing all the time. So, but, but I, I don't know, but I guess, you know, the main foundation from where I come from, I mean, I have a strong way of, you know, the way I write music and uh, that's just the way I am as a songwriter. Uh, if I would like to, I mean, I've always been saying like this, you know, it, <clears throat> if I would like to do something different, you know, music wise, I wouldn't bring it in for to Dark Funeral because then it's better to do a side project and, and do another band. That, yeah, that um, basically answers my question. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that, that, that's where I am, you know, but uh, now I haven't been doing so much uh, things on the side, but uh, if I, I mean, for, it's like, you know, guesting with uh, Cavalera, it's got to be something different. Mm. It's going to be something very special if I do something other than Dark Funeral because Dark Funeral is, is my life. And uh, I get a lot of questions from bands, you know, from other, other black metal bands. Can you, you know, record some stuff on this song and that song? But but I feel like I'm doing the best black metal I can with Dark Funeral. So why would I spend time for another black metal band, you know, and bring some stuff for them? It doesn't make any sense to me. So if I would do something, you know, on the side, it's got to be something totally different from Dark Funeral. Uh, otherwise, it's pointless for me. Interesting. Did, yeah, did you, I, I've uh, seen a... Oh, sorry, go ahead. Yeah, well, that, that's just uh, me, you know. <laughs> yeah, I noticed that I watched like an interview of you um, talking kind of about like some of your influences and that you're four or five years old uh, listening to Black Sabbath and, and Judas Priest. But then... When you got a little older, maybe I think it was you said maybe ten or eleven, you started listening to um like the German metal scene, and you were like the only one who was listening to this crazy music. Um, what bands did you like from that German scene? Was it like the German thrash bands, like like Sodom and and those? And or and how Scorpions. do you? Oh, Scorpions too. Yeah, and and how do you kind of uh? Because it would, how do you not conform? I guess is what I'm trying to say. Because you know, and look at you now. I mean, you obviously made the right decision, but it, you can have a lot of people in your ear saying, "Oh, you're listening to this crazy stuff" or whatever. But then you're the only one. <laughs> so I'd like to kind of pick your brain on that. Yeah, well, I was kind of used to hear from from my friends like, uh, "What the fuck you're listening to? What's this?" <laughs> and uh, you know, but it didn't, you know. It's, you know, and, and never, people always told me things that I can't do this or that, you know, ev- you know, ever since, since I was a kid. Mm-hmm. But I always, you know, everybody who knows me, all, 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 you know, my, my, my childhood friends, you know, when I meet them, they always say like, you always walk your own way. You always did things your way. You didn't care about what anybody else said. Uh, and, uh, that's just always been me, you know. <clears throat> Yeah. There's no way no one can, you know, try to turn me into doing something that I'm not 100%, you know, into. Yeah, I think that answers uh, the uh, so songwriting that, that, stuff, too. <laughs> that, that you don't yeah, I, I do it my way. Yeah, I love I do that. It, it's my way or the highway. <laughs> yeah. No, but I, you know, I just do things my way. Take or leave it, you know. Mm-hmm. Some no people doubt. love it, some people hate it. I mean, that's sure. <laughs> that's the way it is. And uh, I'm not going to shame for anybody. Do you like Do you like Megadeth? <laughs> yeah, 
Yeah, so you're 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 kind of a you have a, a Dave Mustaine approach to music. <coughs> well, uh, I I don't know really. Uh, as far well, as as far as songwriting uh, and direction, I mean. I mean, he's an amazing songwriter. Uh, I mean, I listened to Megadeth since the first record. You know, Th- that's the thing. You know, with my generation, I grew up with with from from the first metal that came. You know, and and then I I've been through all the different genres when you you know when they when they came uh but i ended up you know with black metal because that's where my soul and heart is but uh i always i still listen you know as i said in in the beginning i i still listen to the bands i grew up with you know and and that type of music but uh when i when it comes to songwriting uh, that's a complete different thing. Hmm. What What is the most recent release that you've picked up or listened to? I don't know. Do you do Spotify or, or that, or do you <laughs> still buy physical copies of music? Uh, sometimes I buy vinyls, uh, no CDs, but vinyls. Uh, but, I, but I usually listen to Tidal or, or Spotify. So what was the most <laughs> I recent? I can remember. Yeah, go ahead. Sorry. Uh, well, it's got to be the the, the new Euros Priest songs. Yeah. Okay, yeah. Are are you happy with those? You do you, you like uh, Richie Falconer? You think he's a good successor? Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, he's doing an amazing job, I think, and uh, it's just phenomenal live on stage too. So, really good job. Do, what's your favorite Priest record? Oh, I don't know, but I I talked to a friend uh, the other day, and we talked about live records. Hmm. Uh, and uh, and I said, well, one of my favorite live records is still Priest Live. It's always going to be my favorite live <laughs> record. Nothing can beat that because I have so many memories from from when that was released in '88, I think '87, '88. Oh yeah, and, uh, that was the Turbo Tour, it, I believe. It, oh yeah, maybe. But I it is a, so. just a killer set list on that uh, live record, and the and the feeling to it. Uh, yeah. So at the moment, I will say that live record. I, yeah. I I have a I have a book called uh, uh, "Sound of the Beast: The Complete Headbanging History of Heavy Metal," and it it has these kind of like top whatever, and one of them is uh, the best faked live records, and "Unleashed in the East" by Judas Priest is on there. And I always thought that was weird because as far as I know, that is not a fake live album. Like that That's a, a real live album. And Rob Halford claims that he had the, 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 there's footage because the, the opening song is Exciter. And he claimed that he mm-hmm. saw the footage because, you know, that album's from the seventies and it's not like today where you can, you know, you have a camera in your pocket and you can just take it out and you can film full band sets in 4k with decent sound quality. So back then you had to do it with a, with a camera, but he claims that he saw the, someone was able to film the, the opening of that album. And, uh, and it's, it's interesting that you say that priest live is your favorite over unleashed in the East, but I think it, it just comes down to the set list for priest live. Well, it's also the feeling of, of the record. Uh, but I guess also about, as I said, I have, the timing when it came, it, it just where I was in life, you know, at that time, uh, 
So that record really meant a lot to me, you know, when it came. It uh, it just symboli- symbolizes certain things, you know, personal things for me. Uh, maybe that's why th- that that live record is, you know, mean more to me than than the other. I have that one on DVD. I think, <laughs> that, was the, I think that was the first <laughs> concert I, I ever bought. Would Would you say is Priest your favorite band? Because you you've mentioned them multiple times. I have so many bands that I like. (laughs) Yeah, it's different, difficult to say. Like, however you're feeling in a day. I, I, I find that the weather affects the the bands that I listen to. Do do you ever get that? What do you mean? Like, like when it's when it's hot out, like like spring or summertime. That's when I turn the thrash metal on. Like winter, (laughs) like if I'm not listening to like black metal, I'll be listening to like the Cure. Or or uh, like Depeche Mode, or it, like fall like that. That's the death metal time. But uh, I mean, I always listen to to Weird Al. Weird Al is my my favorite artist. <laughs> I I mean I I go for you know music follows my mood. Mm-hmm. You know, not not uh, not the seasons. Kind of <laughs> the wet, wet. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Not, not not the weather <laughs> forecast. Well, I think the weather affects my mood, so I that, that's that's probably what it comes down to. Like well, just, of course, it always affects a little bit, but uh, but it's nothing that that you know stands before the what kind of music I choose to listen to. Yeah, well, yeah, because I, I I am interested. What do you, what do you like outside of metal? I want to get to know the 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 man behind the armor. Well, uh, I mean, I, I listen to metal, uh, you know. All genres of metal, and then gothic rock. I guess that's it, you know. Like uh, Christian Death. Too much, uh, Would you yeah, I mean, there's that? so many good, good goth- gothic rock bands, uh, hmm. you know, from from the eighties up to today. So, do you like The Cure? That's there's kind of a line yeah, there. So, okay. Go ahead. Yeah, I mean, they have lots of good songs. Uh, what um is there any bands that are new and up and coming bands that either are like influenced by you or that you've taken under your wing or or anyone like that or like we're trying to see like what's the new the next generation what are we going to expect and and how is the music scene you know how do you see it going forward or what would you like to see that's going straight to hell (laughs) 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 <laughs> that's, that's the nature of the uh, show. <laughs> oh my god! Yeah, um, but I mean, uh, you know, I, I, I never, you know, and I, I, I never talk shit about the younger generation on bands and stuff. But one thing I realized when I listen to, you know, you have those uh, new release uh, playlists on on Spotify. Sometimes I put them on and. Then I see what other, you know, other people are listening to at the moment, and I like. I don't understand. <laughs> I just the same way. <laughs> I, I don't get it. <laughs> yeah, so, but I'm not going to complain on them. I it's just. I don't want to be one of those fucking guys, you know. When I sure. grew up, was, you know, picking on the on the younger kids, what they were listening to. I don't want to be one of those guys, but. Uh, yeah, I guess uh, I just don't understand uh, Man <laughs> on the New Bands. This is not my kind of music. Yeah, I'm too same, old school for that. Same here. Well, really. like, uh, well, I, I, I know because I've had conversations with pe- people outside my generation, like you know, older people, 
And like they've said, like, oh, that that argument has been going on forever. Everyone's generation has like, well, music used to be good in my day, but I think now is the first time where I I would say most people that find music as a hobby and as a release, I would say they genuinely hate modern music. Like it, I I I used <laughs> to not like like a lot of older pop, but now I have a, a greater appreciation because. What they, what music studios used to do is they would find someone with talent and they would exploit them where now what they do is they turn someone into an artist. They have 15 producers make their music. They use all sorts of digital effects to make them sound appealing. And the music sounds like it was made in a science lab. I, I, I think the younger generation only likes it because that's what's made available. Cause we had a guy who worked at MTV at the height of like in the eighties headbangers ball, like uh, in metals, a uh, mainstream peak. And he said, they, they told them to just stop playing metal. Like that was, it wasn't like mm. this stuff isn't popular anymore. No, they, there was an order given out, like do not put this out there. So, and, and I maintain this, that metal was killed. It, people didn't lose interest in it. And that's why. Dark funeral wow. still going strong and there's still mm-hmm. bands that are coming out and they want to sound like dark funeral bands that want to sound like Megadeth bands that want to sound like death. That's all like, it's all popping up where all these other kind of, we'll call them just flash in the pan trends. No one wants to sound like all the, the rock genres that came after that. Like how many bands now sound like limp biscuit? <laughs> I can't name uh, one. I, I don't know. <laughs> well, yeah, exactly. And it, it's, if you can't name it, then it, it's not that popular, but there's still plenty of like Warbringer, Havoc, like, uh, there, there's lots of really good younger, uh, municipal waste. There's a lot of good younger bands that, that strong metal bands, but, uh, the other music, it, it, it really, it just withered and died where I think metal is timeless and, it it probably is the most popular genre of rock and roll that's ever existed because all the other stuff came and went and for how big Led Zeppelin and Black Sabbath were, you'd think more bands would sound like Black Sabbath, which you could say, well, that's the, uh, the uniqueness of Black Sabbath, but people are still trying to sound like Iron Maiden and Metallica and, and just yeah. 40 years later. <clears throat> Yeah, but metal will always be the biggest genre. But it's it's like the the music business and the media have always been like, I don't know, putting it uh, in the closet. I don't know why. But I had that discussion with actually with uh, Swedish National TV a couple of months ago. Uh, did a uh, kind of throwback. I went to, to my hometown. Mm-hmm. They they wanted to do a TV reportage about you know where I started before. Dark funeral where I start playing, you know, 30 years ago uh, up in, in my hometown. And then I, I brought up and, and uh, said in the interview that uh, it's a fucking shame that, uh, you know, looking how big metal, uh, metal are, you know, worldwide and looking how big Swedish metal, all genres, Swedish metal is worldwide. Then no, no one in, in this fucking country who, who, you know, give any credit to, to any of the metal bands. Well, there's a few. Uh, because, you know, there's some fucking inbreed, uh, 
bullshit going on in, in, in the media. So it's like five bands who are in the magazines, in the, in the news all the time, like every fucking year, same bands, so boring. And everybody say the same. Uh, you know, there's no other band that, you know, comes in. We, every, you know, just an example. Every metalhead probably in Sweden were complaining, you know, uh, for this uh, music award, biggest music award we have in Sweden called P3 Gold. You know, every metalhead say every year, like, oh, there's never any metal bands who win, you know, real metal bands who win the metal category. So, Dork Funeral wins the metal category. Do you think there was any, any news in any of the metal magazine in Sweden? Nothing. So keep on fucking complaining. Because we were not one of those five bands who get get all the attention in in the Swedish media, uh, you know they they kind of suffocate the whole scene. There's so many good bands uh, in Sweden that totally deserve more uh, recognitions uh, within our country. But uh, yeah, that, that's why most Swedish bands are going outside the country, and we are bigger. Every every band are bigger outside Sweden. Because nobody, you know, in the business care about the Swedish metal bands here. Uh, yeah, and it, it's just a disgrace. Mm-hmm. Well, well which yeah. is really unfortunate yeah. because, <coughs> like, there are so many powerful Swedish acts, like Entombed, Armageddon, uh, John, John Hedlund. Like, they're like they're like legends came from there, and. Mm-hmm. And and that's the same here. Like, I guess I, I, I could you could say it all goes back to. Um, d- do you recall the controversy at the Grammys in 1988 when uh, Jethro Tull won? It's not something like like people just know it through pop culture because it was the year and Justice for All came out, and that okay. was yeah, that, and that was re- that album was really Metallica's big break because everyone knows the Black album. But and Justice yeah. for All sold three million copies. So this was like the first time, kind of a a small independent act kind of blew up. And I don't even think they were nominated. And then a band Jethro Tull, which you know J- Jethro Tull is is what they are. I wouldn't call them a hard rock band. I mean they're they're certainly rock and roll and they're unique in their own way. But it, like the the other bands that had major releases that year were. ACDC and Ozzy Osbourne and then Jethro Toll beats and say what you want about Metallica. I will, but, and justice for all probably deserved to win as far as, cause those award ceremonies, it's more like what is the, the most commercially acceptable compared to popular with fans. That's, that's really what it is. Cause that probably wasn't the best metal release of 1988, but I understand why that would be there, but Jethro Toll, it, it, that that band didn't deserve to be nominated, let alone win. And it got such a backlash that they uh, they gave Metallica like f- like ninety seven awards for the Black Album, just because because <laughs> everyone was like, wait, well, I I thought I thought they broke up twenty years ago, and then just well, uh, oops, yeah, they didn't think that it would be such a controversy. The the media, I don't want to say they're out of touch. They just don't care, and they yeah. didn't. Ex- and they didn't expect that people like the metal was that popular. That people would say, "What are you doing? Why did you not give this to Metallica?" And then they had to hear it all day. 
<laughs> so the, the Grammys actually did cave to Metallica fans. How, how do you feel yeah, about well, the Black Album? <laughs> well, now I can appreciate it, but when it came, it was kind of let down, you know, from, from the earlier stuff because I was more into, you know, more extreme metal at that time. Uh, but, uh, but uh, you know, now I think it's a good record. I, uh, I, I stand by yeah. that it is probably the best produced metal record of all time. That's, that's why I can't understand why they are fucking recording crappy production nowadays. They have <laughs> yes. the money. They, they, I, don't, I don't get it. I mean, yeah. they've done some fantastic record and production. You know, when Injustice for All came, I mean, even Monster Puppet, they were ahead of time with the production. What, what are they doing now? It's like, come on. Did you listen to 72 I mean, seasons? Go back to, you know, go, going back to the roots doesn't mean it's got to sound dirty and shitty. You know, they <laughs> can go back, you know, to the roots and, and, and really, you know, make a powerful production, which probably go, was going to give, give the new songs, you know, you know, more power. But I, I don't know why, why they're doing like, like they, they are. I don't get yeah. it. There's only, you know, complaints I have on Metallica. They should work on the production. They, they've done some fantastic stuff in, in the past. They, they can do better. Did, did you listen to Hordes of Chaos by Creator? Do, do you recall that one from 2009? Uh, I'm really bad on, on uh, album, but, but I listened <laughs> to Creator, of course. Yeah, so they, they had, it was their album after Enemy of God, which was kind of their, like, we're going to return to our thrash metal roots. And Hordes of Chaos, it does sound like classic creator, but they said, let's go back to the beginning. And they recorded it on an eight track, but it actually sounds good. Like, it doesn't sound like, like a terrible demo recorded in the back of a, a van on an answering machine. Like it, it, it's, it's a good sounding album. And, and yes, like going back to the roots doesn't mean like, let's Real have the worst production. possible <laughs> recording. Yeah. yeah. Like you could like album sounded good in the eighties. It's not like, mm-hmm. like Boston had good yeah. production <laughs> in the seventies. Like and they had great production. Like you, yeah. it doesn't, and, and you know, this is long before digital, like we had Andy LaRock on and, and he was talking about like digital production versus analog. And he says like, well, it's there's well, no undo button. <laughs> yeah. Now there's an undo button. <laughs> yeah. uh, and like, you can still get that, that old classic eighties analog sound with digital recording. Like in this, in this day and age, like, Almost every modern release is overproduced. Like you, you don't have to make it sound like it came out of a like a, a science lab. Like you, you can give it a little raw sound. But I think a lot of bands they go the other way. Like let's make it as raw as possible. Because remember when people liked our first album? Well, it sounded like crap. Maybe that's why they liked it. Like no, no, people like the songs. <laughs> no, exactly. <laughs> And, and also, there was a reason why why the the production sounded like they did in the eighties and the nineties. Uh, both the budget, uh, you know, and you 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 know, you didn't have much money to spend in the studio. There was not many studios who, who could really, you know, make a good production. So it 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 was part of the time. Uh, you can't, you know, you can't achieve that uh, honesty uh, initiated production these days. Uh, at the same, in the same way as as you did back in the day, because 
that was just how it, it was. Now there's no point in uh, you know making a shared production. Well, yeah, especially especially yeah. well, yeah. There's no point, of course, because uh, right now the technology to to make music it's it's never been more available. So mm-hmm. anyone can do it. Like because uh, my 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 last album, I would say the the production is not good, but that I that's because I did it all myself, and it was really just a learning experience. It doesn't sound terrible. But, you know, you have... Songs are good. Yeah. I mean, it doesn't sound as bad as, like, Absurd's release or, like, the Hellhammer demos. Like, it it sounds listenable. But to make things that, like, I'm going to go out of my way to make it sound crappy, especially when you can afford not to, that, that's... It's, it's so uncreative. Like, here's our gimmick. It sounds bad. That's not a good gimmick. That's like, like imagine going to a, like a oh. fancy restaurant and then like every dish they, they put like a pound of salt on it. It's like, isn't it, isn't it yeah. unique that it tastes terrible and it's unedible? Like, no, that, that's not a, not a good gimmick. It's like we, if you have the good songs, you know, and you can afford the good production, which most people can now, like how, how much does a, a DAW with what's like 500 bucks. You can get Reaper probably for free. You know, you just have a, a decent amp and you can, you can record anybody out there. Like you can record a solid album. And if you don't know how to mix it or master it, like you can probably get some sound engineering student who can do it pretty well for, for pretty cheap. It's, there's no excuse yeah. to make things sound bad anymore. <laughs> yeah. No, I guess Metallica needs to change producer. Well, they got rid that's, of Bob that's Rock. That's what it comes down to. Yeah, I don't know, but hopefully they, you know, pick a, a good one for the next record. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. Their their most recent record was we we talked about it on this show. It, it is a it's a it's a chore to get through. It, it it is it is rough, but nothing that they do moving forward will ever be as bad as Saint Anger. Yeah, I, I don't get it. <laughs> right. <laughs> uh, yeah, uh, the production doesn't give justifies to the to the songs. Maybe the songs would be be pretty all right if, if with a good production, but the production is so bad, so I, you know you can't even listen to it. Right. Yeah. You know, yeah. Good. That is, yeah. I, I can't listen to to that record. No, and I'm I'm curious. You know what? I mean, maybe you have a thought of this. Maybe you have. Is there something you would want to do? Um, either personally, professionally, musically going forward? Is there something that like you haven't done yet? I mean, you've traveled the world, you've been everywhere, done everything. Is there something you still haven't done or want to do? Uh, of course. There's well, lots of stuff. Well, what, what <laughs> uh, would be I'm, your, your, your uh, pick, uh, one. Uh, pick uh, one? Yeah. <laughs> well, uh, well I, can, I can't actually mention, but I'm working on some stuff on the side okay. of, of, of all this. Uh, and that's something uh, that haven't been done before. So, and that's something I wanted to do for for a long, long time. So, uh, but it is, you know, it's still gonna take some time until uh, until it's finished. Okay, yeah, that, that's exciting. Uh, yeah. <laughs> well, when, yeah, but I thought, you know, when you have when you have when you have time off from touring, you know, lots of ideas come up, and you're like. And there's also, you know, things that been, you know, you know, been there in the back of the head for, for long, long time. Mm-hmm. Like, 
maybe I should do this or that. And now I try to take one thing at a time and really actually do it. Not like I should do it. I'm, I'm actually going to do it. You know, there's no reason to, you know, think about it anymore. You just fucking do it. <laughs> I love so, that. <laughs> but, uh, yeah. And, uh, <clears throat> but it is, uh, I, I'm kind of, you know, putting the bar kind of high when I go into this, uh, project. So, um, that's why it's time consuming and, uh, lots of work. And that's what I said in the beginning when we talked that at the moment I have like so many different things going on that I need to, you know, that's, that's why I try to get back to, to dark funeral music and, and try to get back on focus on that because I can't be doing million things at the same time that I, you know, nothing going to you know, be completed ever. You know, it's just going to be some small things happening here and there. And, and uh, yeah, but that's also the way I am. I, ca- I can't, you know, focus on too many things at the same time. I, I got to, you know, really go into to the world of each project and, and then just, you know, close the door behind me and, and finish it. Wow. Yeah, no, I, I couldn't agree more. It, uh, focusing one thing at a time, make it the best you possibly can, and then moving on. And um, you know, where where can we find you? Is there anything you'd like to plug in? Um, I know you you're working on these other businesses. Uh, you know, the t-shirts, like everything. I mean, uh, you know, where can um, you know, the audience uh, find you at? Well. Uh- First of all, uh, official Dork Funeral website is dorkfunal.se. Then I have a web store, uh, lorearman.com. Uh, and we're on, we're on all the social media, YouTube and Facebook, Instagram, uh, both me personally and, and obviously the band. You can find us on Spotify, Tidal and all the streaming services. And so just type in Dork Funeral and, and all Lord Arman and you're going to find me and the band. Fantastic. No, right. this is a. Uh... Oh, go ahead, AC. I was going to say this has been a treat, and I, yeah. I do want to thank you for coming on. This is this has been great. You you are a you are a true legend and a king, and I'm glad to hear well, that you are <laughs> you are back to fighting fit. Yes. Yeah. Well, it's life is a struggle, but I'm a stubborn. I never give up. Yeah. <laughs> With everything. Just, you're going to work hard for to achieve whatever. Yeah. Yes. And you, and you are a hard worker and still, still at it bigger than ever. You know, um, yeah. it's very excited for, uh, 2024, you know, <laughs> the 31st. Yeah. We, we got some stuff lined up. So we'll, we'll see when, uh, when we can uh, reveal what's going on. All right. All right. Well, I hope you could come back. Uh, we, we loved having you and you're, absolute treat today I'm very thankful for you to come on and, and uh you know kind of catering to our schedule that, that was not expected and very very kind of you we are extremely gracious for your time today <coughs> well uh, yeah well it's all it's all about timing now it works and <laughs> i'm going on vacation in a couple of days so oh wow lucky very us. good yeah no yeah it's a, a extreme treat <laughs> I don't well, need to, to pro- oh, what's go that? Ahead. Go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. Finish your point. No, you can go ahead. Well, I was I was just gonna uh, talk about our break song. Okay, yeah. Lord Orman, uh, he he was gracious enough to let us pick. So 
Uh, I'm going to I'm going to say our break song this week is My Dark Desires from The Secrets of the, the Black Arts. Again, thank you to Lord Ehrman. What a what a treat! Uh, 
pure professional to the core. And that was My Dark Desires by Dark Funeral. And the second hour, we're going to take a, a little bit of a turn, but it was hinted at in the, in the first hour. So when he <laughs> said, yeah, modern music, it's going to hell. Well, <laughs> well, yeah. we get, we we got we got we got some we got some stuff and there there's a new phenomenon going on it, I don't know what to call it. it it's not a good term but <laughs> for the sake of brevity I'm just calling it whore hop you know it's not the most creative not the most elegant maybe a bit vulgar but it'll do I remember when Nicki Minaj was first a thing and it was, it was kind of like a, like a, a next generation of Lil Kim, who is also, uh, another classless whore. <laughs> and, and, and now th- 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 there seems to be just a, a bunch of, of people like this. Like, uh, we brought, we, 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 we referenced this one before we get to the, the other ones that are funny. When we were talking about like the billboard top 100 artists of all time, which I'm still not sure what that, that list was, was measuring, but one that was brought up was a, a, a woman, not a lady, a, a woman <laughs> named sexy red. Now. Uh, you have a little bit of experience with her. Now go ahead and, and tell us what, what you knew about sexy red bef- well, before our, our, our little bit of research. Right. So first off, I thought we agreed it was going to be ho hop, but whore hop's pretty good. Yeah. I don't want to, I don't want to be, <laughs> I don't want to be nice enough. Cause that, like ho is almost oh, okay. like a term of endearment. I want yeah, to, I want to insult like, them. Yeah. yeah. My, my experience with, sexy red because i've had so many was just very scrolling intimate scrolling yeah (laughs) like the things that hit my feed sometimes is is this woman with red hair dressed totally slutty at an nfl game holding a bunch of money and she's like with the owner of like the new york jets i'm like what what world are we living in the funniest part is holding a bunch of money (laughs) That's yeah, the best like part. they're like rubber banded together. <laughs> like, uh, yeah, I, I don't know. <laughs> but um, other than just being degenerate and kind of like falling in line with these almost like clones, you might say, you know, not like actual clones, but they literally like it's hard to distinguish spiritual the two. clones. If you look at Nicki Minaj, yeah, Nicki Minaj and Cardi B. Like, I can't tell the. I really, these, I really can't. <laughs> like you've shown me a picture of both of them. I'm sure they don't look exactly the same, but they look like if you're like, show, show me a picture of, of Taylor Swift and, and Jessica Simpson in her prime. Like, yeah, I can tell the difference, but like, show me a, a difference between, you know, Lauren Hill and Nicki Minaj. Yeah, I can, I can tell the difference. It's just, these are, they're, they're whores that wear whore clothing and they have weird colored hair. And they do like butt stuff like that. That's, that's it. I can't tell the difference. No, neither, neither can I. And not to, um, this, this reminds me since we did just bring up Cardi B really quick. No, go ahead. I, I, Take I as much time as you want with Cardi B. Yeah. 
Oh, good, good. Yeah, so I connected with, with someone like online and, and I was trying to like look them up and they have a, a kind of interesting name and I didn't realize this till later, but I was trying to see if they Turns had a Turns out it was actually Cardi B. <laughs> well, a spoiler alert. So I typed in my browser, this is the guy's name, Rob Mail, R-O-B-M-A-L-E. <laughs> and the first, you could do this now, AC, if you'd like, but the first link that comes up Cardi B says she used to drug and rob men when she worked as a stripper. Oh, yeah, I, I knew about that. Yeah. I just, but I, mean, I was like trying to look some person up and it comes up that, like, oh, yeah, Cardi B was just drugging and robbing men. <laughs> uh, the rapper said she took the measures to, uh, quote, survive, <laughs> but I'm not going to open up the link. But I just thought that was really funny and, and kind of on point, too, because that's. That's what these people are. They're, they yeah. are. Um... Yeah. Well, she like she was a literal prostitute, and then now she is a, a different form of prostitute because she because she's still selling her body for money, but now it, it's worse because she's encouraging a generation of women to do it as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I I did know about that. Yeah, she. Th- this was not like some kind of secret that they kept for years and oh, the, the, it finally came out. Yeah. This is, I want to say this is like five years old when this came out. Yeah. So yeah, I, 2019, I, I think. Yeah. So I'm, four years. Just yeah. type in Rob mail and Cardi B comes. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh. But yeah, that's. And, and she's, and remember this is a media darling. Like she interviewed Joe Biden on the presidential trail. Like for, the most important event, I mean, oh yeah, they, they yes. pretend it is the but the most important event in in American society, the presidential election, oh. electing the the person that is going to be the face and and lead the country, and then you have a, a a stripper that would drug and rob men, interviewing him, like you don't like the, what. Why are our like media figures? Why are they not like great soldiers? And I mean that not just people in the army, but like brave warriors or great scholars, the academics, mm-hmm. cut, cutting edge mathematicians, doctors, like real researchers. Nope, Cardi B, stripper that now sings songs, saying I I don't want to read her lyrics because no, no, like, they're, they make me uncomfortable and they're gross. Something about bongos. <laughs> yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the one that comes to mind. A horrible, horrible thing. To, <laughs> it's so bad. Yeah. A horrible thing to say. And yeah, so uh, sec- Sexy Red, because uh, you mentioned her. I believe you said that's someone that they're trying to make a thing. And, yeah. And, they, and, that, and that's all this is because like, we don't need another Cardi B. But there's not just one other one. There's, there's, uh, I bet there's a bunch of them. I'm okay. I've never, I've never done this. Rappers like Cardi B. I've, I've never done this. I wonder if there's a, oh yeah, of course there's Megan the Stallion, I guess. Um, Lotto, Cash Doll. Yeah. yeah Iggy Azalea, uh, Sawweedy, which is a really funny name. Okay. <laughs> oh, I'll just go on last FM and let's, let's see if we can get like a full list. Lotto, uh, let's see here. Real name, Alyssa Michelle Stevens, born in Columbus, Ohio, raised in Atlanta. 
artist first found fame as a 16-year-old when she competed in one season one of Lifetime's reality show, The Rap Game. Though she turned down the grand prize, a record deal with Jermaine Dupri's So So Deaf Records, her first single, Bitch from the South, <laughs> reached number 95 on the Hot 100. Her debut album, Queen of the South, reached number 44 on the Billboard 200. She has since collaborated with Cardi B on Put oh. It on the Floor Again, which reached number 13 on the Hot 100 in June 2023. And Megan the Stallion on budget, which reached number 87, August, 2022. She's been nominated for Grammys for best new artist and best melodic rap performance for big energy. Melodic. Yeah. Um, and you're going to see a lot of crossover with, with Cardi B. Now the next one's Megan the Stallion. We all know her now. Glorilla. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Gloria Woods, AKA Glorilla, Glorilla. American based rapper from Frazier, Memphis. Glorilla first rose to fame nationwide after re the release of her song FNF parentheses, let's go produced by hit kid, which debuted at 91 debuted. Uh, yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. <the> thing. <laughs> all, yeah. All of these people, if, like for, for some reason, their first releases, they're all successful. Now, none of these people, eh, not none of them, but most of these people are, they're not really successful because they're all stupid. Like none of them save their money. They all, they spend their money immediately. Like they, you'll, you'll never hear about most of these people. Like after a while, oh, they, they will just disappear. Oh yes. It's by, it, yes, it's by design. Only a few of them like this. This is the same thing with only fans where like, say that. <laughs> yeah, a few of them are like they're, they make a lot of money. So people will just join and, uh, and they just embarrass themselves forever. And it's just, it's on the internet where you're going to have your Cardi B's and your Nicki Minaj's. There's like a, a small handful. It's, it's these people make the other ones think that this is viable, but all of this, they, they all, all these, the, this whore hop, it all comes out and it all debuts very well. Like this one, Sawweedy, S-A-W-E-E-T-I-E. -E. <laughs> Queen of the South is so far my, my favorite <laughs> rap album name. Now, okay. Diamante, Quiva, Valentine Harper, known professionally as Sawweedy, American rapper. After the release of her debut single, Icy Girl, in 2019, she was signed to her then-manager Max Goose's record label, Artistry Worldwide, a subsidiary of Warder Records. So Weedy released her debut EP High Maintenance in 2018. Her second EP IC was released in March 2019 and spawned the top 40 single My Type. Now this this was the part that this is the kicker and because all of these there's <laughs> a point. In 2021, she received two nominations for the 64th annual Grammy Awards, including one for Best New Artist. You're going to see that a lot. City girls. Now you look at a picture of them. Yeah, they they look like just the most wholesome dames. <laughs> there are multiple the artists who perform under the name City Girls, by the way. So the first one, City Girls, is an American hip hop duo. That's the one we're we're focusing yeah. on. It's consisting of Young Miami, <laughs> spelled Y U N G, but pronounced yeah. Young, and J T. Mm -hmm. 
The duo originate from Miami, Florida and garnered attention after making an uncredited guest appearance on In My Feelings, the 2018 chart-topping single by Drake. They are signed to uncredited. Yes. They are signed (laughs) to quality control music and have released one mixtape, 2018's period and two studio albums, 2018 girl code, which spawned the platinum certified singles twerk and act up. (laughs) There, this is, I don't know why that's funny to me. (laughs) Well, and then here's our, our good friend, Doja cat there. Oh yeah. Don't forget her. Yeah, uh, yeah, she's looking, uh, looking good there. <clears throat> yeah, yeah Do- Doja Cat is a horrible train wreck. This next one, Iggy Azalea. Uh, we don't need to say much about her, but uh, yeah, she has mm-hmm. an OnlyFans. She's uh, lots of number one records, at Grammy Awards, her YouTube channel, 3.4 billion views. Oh, uh, how did do you know how she uh, earned public recognition? Oh, oh, do do tell me. Oh, I don't want to be the one to tell. No, go ahead. Go ahead. <laughs> uh, Zalia earned public recognition after releasing the music videos for her songs. Uh, I, I think I know what song it is. With, it starts with a P, it, right? It, it does starts with a P and ends okay. with a Y. It's, yeah. it's, it's for it's a female. A, you, uh, euphemism yeah. for cat, right? Yeah, yeah. There you go. Yep, yep. So yeah, that's how that's how she that's gained. how she got recognition <laughs> oh at the God. age of sixteen. She moved to the United States in order to pursue a career in music, and uh, so um, she was born in nineteen ninety. When did the song come out? Two thousand eleven. Okay, so she was she was yeah you know she was she was twenty one at the time. I was thinking she released that song when she was sixteen, but that's just when she oh, moved. Okay. To. But uh, she signed a recording contract with rapper T.I.'s Grand Hustle label, which is another name that we, we see a lot. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, here's a little Kim has mentioned as a classic artist, yep. Nicki Minaj as well. <laughs> let's get like, we get, we get to the other ones, you know, we, let's get the, with the ones that people haven't heard of. This one's just called blah. Oh no, it's Bia. <laughs> no, it's Bia. 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 <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, her name is Bianca, so it's it's Bia. Yeah, okay. she's a, uh, she was a a rapper, singer, songwriter, and model who debuted on the Oxygen reality <laughs> television show Sisterhood of Hip Hop. She signed to Pharrell's I Am Other record label in partnership with RCA Records in 2014. Her debut mixtape uh, Chola Season was released in 2015. She featured on the single Safari by Jay Blavin in 2016 after touring with Ariana Grande and releasing a handful of singles for her scrapped mixtape, Trap Vogue. Bia released her first EP, Nice Girls Finish Last, Cuidado. That was in 2018. After parting ways from- Don't be a nice girl. No, don't. No, then you'll finish last. After parting ways from RCA Records in 2019, she was featured on the top 40 hit Best on Earth by Russ. In 2020, she signed a deal with Epic Records, releasing her <laughs> second EP for certain. The EP features the singles Color Girl and a whole lot of money. Yeah, so now, there, You weren't talking about the uh, Australian death metal band called Bia, were you? <laughs> I think I was, actually. Yeah, they, they were uh, on the sisterhood of hip-hop. That, that's where they were first... Uh, it brought to, oh, to right? everyone's attention. Yeah. Yeah. Look it up. 
Yeah, the, I mean, there's a few other duds down here. Like at the the farther down you go, you, you just you just find a bunch of people there's like just bad losers babies on there. Bad babies on here. <laughs> Ice Spice. Like, there's just a whole bunch of losers. Like all these people. Uh, Ruby Rose. This is a, a new one that's popping up. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Uh, uh, let's see how many hits did she have? Uh, oh, she was okay. Hold on. No, she released her single with the big mouth and she made a cameo appearance in rapper Cardi B's music video for a single WAP. Look at that. Ooh. That like all, all there. It, it's a whole sub genre of just filthy, filthy whores. That, and, and I could see someone saying like, well, you don't understand. Like the music's actually pretty good. Like that. Maybe the lyrics are a little more subversive or it's too sexual. You prude or something, whatever. But the, the, it all sounds the same. It's all artificially synthesized. The drums sound digital and crappy. Uh, it's not, it's not even like catchy stuff. It's just, it's just it. The only way I could call it is stupid. They just all sound dumb. Sound like blathering dummies. He's dumb, dummy, dummy, dum dums, and they're all they're all. Ugh! It's all just well, low stuff. Go ahead, go ahead. Well, it, well, like with with Lado, for instance, she's on the cover of Forbes, thirty under thirty. Like, oh, do you want to know the you, Do you want to know the truth about thirty under thirty? By the way, oh, uh, okay. <laughs> you you pay to get put on there. Nice. Did you know that? Yeah, their their parents pay Forbes to put their kids there. But go I'm ahead. Not surprised. Well, I, I was going to say that how how big of a joke it would be for her to be on that. <laughs> but I, I guess the way you describe the whole it, thing so. is a the whole thing is a joke. <laughs> uh, Sam Bankman Freed w- was on Thirty Under Thirty. Oh well, yeah. <laughs> yeah, you. Yeah, so a lot of people don't know this, but it's not Forbes like going around like who are these influential people? No, like they just say like, here's some money to be, <laughs> put my kid, put my kid there. I want you to tell the world how cool my kid is, which also that, that furthers our point. Like, like these people, like they, de- they debut th- this high and they, like their first record goes like multi-platinum. So Lado is on 30 under 30 and they're already like a big star. Well, that's because they were paid to be a big star. The industry isn't looking for the, the hot new up and comers. They're telling you who you think should be the hot new up and comers are. And, uh, there, well, let, let's go back to sexy red. Okay. Yeah. So, that's a good idea. so sec, sexy red, I think her first big single, it was a song called pound town. Maybe that wasn't her first big single. Um, okay. That song went viral. So that's why she, she probably, um, they're trying to, to push her because they're always trying to make these artists. They're, they're, these art, these artists, it's, they're, it's all, it's all fake. They, they want people to think they're more popular than they are. So all the, a lot of the people that I just read, no one's ever heard of. Some people have. But they're trying to find the next thing to stick. Now, uh, Sexy Red has been around since, I don't know, 2018 it looks like. Or maybe that was her first release. Who knows? So she's had a bunch of songs. Now, she released a single in January 2013 called Pound Town. And 
the song is two minutes long. <laughs> so there was like no effort put into this. And if you go to the Wikipedia for it, she basically says she put no effort into it. So here's, here's what she said. I was in the studio just on some lazy stuff. And my people was like, come on, you got more songs to record. And I'm like, I ain't got nothing wrote down. Come on now. So I went in the booth and this was my first time ever freestyling. I heard the beat and just started rapping from there. The whole thing was a freestyle. It's that easy. Like yeah. That, like you don't have to think. You just, hey, just freestyle. Okay. What the heck does that even mean? <laughs> uh, well, it means just put no Do effort nothing. into anything and then just <laughs> instead in of, head. yeah, just say the first thing that comes to mind. Like this goes, goes back to the Jennifer Lopez episode of South Park. Like, oh, this is the, the <laughs> third song I've written in 10 minutes. Your songs are so simple and easy. They require almost no effort. That's this. Like, she, like someone just made a beat and they, they said rap over it. So there was no song writing process. There was no like, all right, Hey, I've been working on this. I think this is good. Like, this is really, a, it's like, this is a reflection of my soul. You know, I'm, I'm just, this is the, this, this music that just, that I had to, I had to, I, I put, put all my passion into it. No, it's just like, here's a beat rap over it. Like literally they said, Someone, someone said, come on, you have more songs to record as if like the songs weren't nicely. (laughs) No, 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 no. See, you're, you're again, you're you're always, you're Uh always missing the forest from the trees there. They brought her in the studio to make the album and they didn't already have the songs ready to go. It's just like here, have an album, which later became hood hottest princess yeah i saw that give give her yeah and by the way uh her her single after pound town was slut me out Mm. the remix of course you know remix it because yeah uh, again um just take an old song and redo it because there is no effort put into this and they just give, they just give these people record deals. Like here, be a, you're a whore. Like you, you, you'll, you'll wear next to nothing in, in public and, and tell young girls like how good it is to just don't, don't say no to anyone. Like don't have any self-respect. Don't, don't have any admiration for like one person, start a family with them. No, no, no. Just just have as much uh, reckless sex as possible. Let men use you as just a a place to d- deposit their, uh, let's just say, stress. And be proud of that. Because when you're 50 and you're not attractive anymore and you're unmarried and you have no kids, well, at least you can say, I had a good time when I was 22. And you can look at people that are married and say, well... Look at them. They they have their children coming to visit them, and their and their their nice husband taking care of them. What a bunch of losers! <laughs> that can be your legacy, and that's a good time. Yeah, and uh, eventually, so this song it 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 went viral on TikTok, and an official remix of the song with Nicki Minaj was released oh, on May twenty sixth, twenty twenty three. Same people, oh, yeah. same, same whores. 
Yeah, so here yeah. here here's some here's some lyrics. Um my coochie pink, my booty hole brown. <laughs> no, that can't be right. She freestyled that. <laughs> One by and by the way, I don't believe she freestyled it in what like no. like the way she's describing it. It's like, yeah, I'm going into the booth, and in one take, I just did a whole song. No, you didn't. She, like, someone probably wrote it for her. Like, it says, right, you know, she, she co-wrote it with someone named Brytavius Chambers. That's Take Heath, I guess. He was the, the producer. Uh, and she, she, she would probably say, like, oh, he just made the beat, and I did everything else. Like, I don't believe you did. Like, this goes back to Rihanna, you know, self-made like oh, none yeah. of these, none of them are like, cause, cause we, especially when you, you, you see the same names popping up over and over, like not, not, none of these people are, <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, that too. But none of these people are clever enough to do this all on their own. <laughs> right. Cause, cause you look at her and like, like this person does not look like a high IQ individual. She doesn't talk well, she like doesn't one. Sound like it. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. She doesn't, <laughs> she doesn't speak like she is. So I have a hard time believing that she freestyled this whole thing. Maybe she was freestyling and, uh, this Tay Keith guy, he said, okay, uh, yeah, well not, no, probably not. Are you kidding me? Well, all right, well let's pound town lyrics. Yeah. Let's, yeah. You it. think, you think there's good grammar? Let, let's find, <laughs> let's find out. We're on this journey together. Everyone. Tay Keith F these and up. Oh, 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 uh, 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 I'm out of town. Thugging with my rounds, my coochie pink, my booty hole brown. Where are the ends? I'm looking for the hose. Quit playing end. Come suck a bitch toes. Pound town. Just left pound town. Where my end? He just took a bitch down. Yeah, that end dick a bitch down. Yeah, that end eat me out. Pound town. Just left pound town. Where my end? He just took a bitch down. Yeah, that end dick a bitch down. Yeah, that end eat me out. Uh-uh. I'm out here in Miami looking for the hoochie daddies where they at, where the end that get ratchet where they at. My son need a new pappy. Too many bitches where the end at. I'm trying to get my coochie stretched. Yeah. I'm trying to get my coochie stretched. Yeah. You know, them dreadheads do it the best. Oh yeah. I'm like a N with a check. All my end give me the neck. You know, I'm sexy. I'm the best sexy. I'm the shit, little bitch. I'm next, you know it. I can't say his name, cause he be cheating. I love you, baby. Yeah, and I'm the reason. And love a bad bitch. Yeah, yeah. What Suki say? Not on my tits, sexy. Pound town, just left pound town. Where my end? He just took a bitch down. Yeah, that end dick a bitch down. Yeah, that N eat me out, pound town. Just left pound town. Where my N? He just took a bitch down. Yeah, that N dick a bitch down. Yeah, that N eat me out. Oh, oh. Uh-uh. Uh-uh-uh. So there, there's the lyrics for pound town. And uh, no, they never, ever, ever fix the grammar. <laughs> never. I stand, I stand correct. I don't know why you said that. That is uh, like, I'm like, I've known you for you, many years. You, that is the stupidest thing talk. you've ever said. Hey, okay. Hey, I said way dumber things. I, I don't think dumb. so. Not, not fixing the grammar in a song called pound town by sexy red. Okay. Well, her, uh, 
So her public, you know what? I'll, I'll rewind a little bit. Bill Billboard declared her as one of the biggest breakout artists of the summer 2023. So this is new music. She received a nomination for Best Breakthrough Hip-Hop Artist at the 2023 BET Hip-Hop Awards. Her public image, lyrics, and media presence have have been described as brazenly sexual, boisterous, or confident. And then what I find is very interesting is that she has stated that she is inspired by male rappers such as Project Pat, Juicy J, and Gucci Mane, and she describes her music as, quote, Bad and ratchet. Pretty well. Do you? I know what. Familiar with? Do you? Yeah, I actually know what ratchet means. Do you know what that means? Besides, like the. No, no, it actually comes from somewhere. Oh, really? I I don't. Yeah, yeah. So it it goes back to the the New Orleans. Well, yeah, the New Orleans Louisiana dialect, where it means wretched. But in the mm. New Orleans accent, it ratchet. <laughs> oh my so God. ratchet means wretched. Wretched. Oh, wow. That's crazy. That's like, oh, my God. Yeah. And uh, do you know, well, let's, let's, uh, let's look up the actual definition of wretched. Wretched. It, there, that's a good idea. Yeah. So, uh. Someone in a very unhappy or unfortunate state, uh, state of, of poor quality, very bad. Mm-hmm. I mean, it is. <laughs> yeah, yes, yes. So, uh, yeah, it, 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 yeah, and I, I don't think a lot of these people, like, again, this goes back to, they're, they're not very intelligent. Like, the, 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 like they're, they're, let, let's, let's be clear, they're, they're all debasing themselves. They are, mm-hmm. are all these, all these, these, these whores, they're just debasing themselves. No one takes them seriously as artists. Like they, they are just pieces of flesh for the, the record industry. They don't, they clearly don't respect themselves. No. And, and like they, they take, they take terms like, like trap. Like, yeah, as, <laughs> as you, you, uh, enlightened us all about earlier. Oh, yes. And, and they think ratchet, like they, they think these are like, these are like badges of honor. Yeah. I'm ratchet. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's, that's You're not a good thing. Oh, wonderful. That's yes. good now. <laughs> yes. You are of poor quality and I, I agree with them. Yeah. And, and that, and that's, that's not a, that's not a good thing, but I'm going to go back to what this guy probably did. She probably had a few lines because there's no way she freestyled this song in like toes and toes to rhyme. Well, I mean, maybe she came up with that, but I'm talking in like the actual, like, like chorus verse, chorus verse, like chorus outro structure. I don't believe that like, all right, let's just, uh, I'll do this part. This will, I'll just start with the chorus and then. Uh, okay. Now it's time for the verse. Okay. Now the chorus, now the verse. Okay. Now the chorus, now the outro just on the fly. Like that's something that you have to think about. And though it shows, she probably came up with something that was really stupid. She probably came up with, with the stupid lyrics. And this producer was like, okay, this is how you're going to structure it. You did not do this freestyling in one take. There's no way. And, and I guarantee (laughs) that's just said to make these people seem more creative and smarter than they are. When the reality oh, is absolutely. they're not smart. This is not a smart person. 
Like people no. have been saying this for years. Now there are a few smart people out there and I'm, I'm not saying like very few musicians are smart, but there's a, like a few intelligent people out there where, Oh, this like they'll, they'll speak very eloquently and they, they understand like society or politics or science or pick, pick your thing. Like they're actually like well-versed on history is another thing. It's not these people. No, no chance. They don't even know what planet they're on. No, probably not. No, they're in pound town. <laughs> and, and this person, sexy red has a son. Yeah. Yeah. Well, she said in the song, her, her, her baby needs a new pappy. Oh yeah. And do you want to be her son? No, I don't. <laughs> if I have to actually answer that. <laughs> yeah, well, you didn't have to, but I wanted you to. No. Uh, yeah. And this is, so it's an interesting, I stumbled upon her personal life. And it says in August, 2023, she disclosed on a podcast that she was a victim of rape. That's all you get there. August or uh, October 2023 during a podcast with Theo Vaughn, she expressed an affinity for former U.S. President Donald Trump sentiments, which became uh, I might as well continue sentiments, which became categorized as an endorsement for his 2024 campaign for re-election. Uh, the same month, a video with Sexy Red having sex with an unidentified male described as a local Atlanta rapper yeah. was posted to her Instagram story and she alleged that uh, she was hacked and adamantly denied posting the video. Yeah, she posted uh, like on her Instagram story. Her having sex. Yes. That's, yeah. that's good. Yeah, she's adamantly denied it. <laughs> like these are the people uh, yeah. that are like, yeah, th th this is famous now. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, and and by the way, uh, again, I, and and I'm gonna go back to to this. I I don't believe her her story about the freestyling because all these people they they are pawns. Like they just they just pluck someone out. Whether it's like I, I wonder if she like what what did she do before? Like there's no way that like she she was. She was working as like like a, a secretary at, at a at a at a like a medical office, or she was like um, uh, I I don't know like a, a receptionist at a at a some kind of I don't know. She's a dental hygienist. <laughs> yeah, uh, she worked at a law firm or something as like a paralegal, and then she's like, you know what? I want to be a rapper. There's, there's no way, like, I wonder, like, was, was she a prostitute? Was she a stripper? Like, I, well, dang, I guess I could find out. I've never really looked at, at her. She started rapping when her boyfriend cheated on her and she decided to write a diss song about it. Okay. Um, yeah, that, that's all I have from her early life. So, uh, I don't, I don't know if she had to have been. Uh, let's, let's just find out sexy red. I don't want to like come across anything horrible. I safe search. Yeah, well, that's why I keep it on moderate sexy red, uh, job before rapper. Let's see if I can find that. Let's see. Cause she had to have been a prostitute. Eight things to know about raps, unfiltered star, sexy red. Let's, let's find out. Let's, what are the things we need to know? Yeah. This is complex. Thanks that. 
These are things to know. So if we don't know them, well, that's wrong. Well, she's mm-hmm. had her stage name for quite some time. She calls herself Female Gucci Man. She's a mother. We know that. Artists like Drake, Travis Scott, and Summer Walker mm-hmm. have shown her love on social media. Infidelity in her relationship started her rapping. She founded a lip gloss brand, and the different names are pretty interesting. I doubt it. Her career goals expand into the beauty, fashion, and television industries. Ah, oh, I'm glad I know that now. Oh, this one's good. Sexy Red believes in aliens, ghosts, and other mythical creatures. <laughs> that, okay, that one's, I did want to know that. That's funny. Uh, yeah, I, I want to know. I she She had, like, the things Drake called uh, her his rightful wife. She's from St. Louis. Um, but do, she's 5'7". She's 5'7", yeah. There's a picture of her holding a lot of money. Uh, she's 25. <laughs> yeah, I keep seeing the thing about... Well, like uh, Her first single, A Thousand Jugs, came out, sampled Vanessa Carlton's Thousand Miles, and stole it. Um, she displayed her humor on the track, and it amassed over 170,000 views. Yeah, uh, Poundtown has a, over a million plays on Spotify. Like, like that's a lot. <laughs> Anyone would kill to have a million plays of like all their songs combined to be a million oh, yeah. plays. Well, like, yeah, yeah. One song. Well, I, I remember <laughs> like there uh, in like the the mid two thousands, like it was an accomplishment. Like Morbid Angel had sold like a million records total, and you know that was a, a really good thing. For them, like, and again, that that uh, that is good. Like, name something that you sell. Have you sold a million of it? Like, it's still it's still a lot. Sure, it's not as much as you know, the, like the Bee Gees, but it's still pretty good. Yeah, I can't find a lot of a lot of the stuff from her early life, and this this goes back to the Rihanna thing, where a lot of these people they're just found. Oh well, well she made that song and it went viral. She didn't make it by herself. Someone had to produce it for her. Like you don't, you don't just, and, and I've said this, well, you keep saying anyone can make it. Like, yeah, but you have to know how to use it. Like it, it took me a really long time to figure out how to use the recording equipment that I have. And I still am not very good at it. Well, maybe you're not as smart as sexy red. That's not like objectively not true. Like sexy red is not a smart person. So someone put her single out Oh, someone cheated on her. And she, she decided to, to do a diss track. So she became a rapper. Okay. Who hooked her up with everything? How did she meet all these other rappers? How did she meet? Cause definitely a producer strung it all together. So someone made the stuff for her. Uh, otherwise we would have her early life. She began rapping at this age and uh, she wanted to be a rapper, but she wanted to learn how to do it on her own. So she learned how to, to be an audio engineer or she learned how to make beats at the age of 12. Nothing. There's nothing. And now she's a a viral sensation and we know nothing about her other than she's a stupid whore. She's the queen of hip hop right now. (laughs) Yeah. They're, they're, they're pushing her hard. Literally. All she is, yeah, all she is is a stupid whore, and we don't know anything about her her background. Where do these people come from? My, this is my best guess. She is a pro, like a literal prostitute that some rapper was was plowing. All in love with? No, no, no love. 
just just <laughs> physical pleasure. And he's like, I want to keep this whore around, but I don't really want to pay her. I bet I could just make her a rapper and, uh, and, and so on and so on. Maybe it was this Tay Keith guy. I don't know, but that my, my guess is she was, she could have been a stripper. She says she was raped. Uh, and by the way, that does happen to prostitutes a lot. Prostitutes do encounter a lot of sexual violence. It's, it's not some kind of cool job where it's you're, you're only getting, um, Richard gear, uh, the million, the multimillionaire who's just giving you a lavish lifestyle. Like those men take you on the, on the boats. Yeah. Um, there's only one way you're getting off and it's when they're getting off. So she, she was either a stripper or a prostitute. It's also possible. She was a drug dealer. Yeah, that's very possible. Yeah. And dangerous, dangerous line of work, but yeah. So you, you think that with a person that's this popular, like go, if you go, go to wiki, uh, the Wikipedia for Iggy Azalea, there's a lot of stuff on her. I mean, a lot of stuff I'm sure is missing there because like, how, how do you meet these people? Like you, you have to know someone to get your foot in the door. How do they meet these people? And again, I- Iggy Azalea's music is not good. It's not impressive. It, like, not only can anyone do it, but everyone does it. Yet these, she's she has been nominated or won fourteen choice awards. That's who's listening to these prostitutes. And Iggy Azalea also has a child. She's not married, and she has an OnlyFans. So, uh. So there's her, her early life. She began rapping at 14 before embarking on a solo career. She formed a group with two other girls from the neighborhood. I was like, I could be the rapper. This could be like <laughs> TLC. I'll be left eye. Zaley eventually decided to spam the group because the other girls were not taking it seriously. I take everything I do serious. I'm too competitive. In pursuit of her desire to move to America, she dropped out of high school. Oh, really? Wow. I thought she was like... She had a PhD. She worked and saved the money she earned by cleaning hotel rooms and holiday houses with her mother. Okay, there we go. So she was working. We got that. A lot of that stuff, big missing piece from Sexy Red. She claims to have hated school, which apart from art class only made her miserable. Everyone hates school, you dummy. She also (laughs) said she had no friends and was teased to her homemade outfits. Azalea traveled to the United States in 2006. Shortly before she turned 16, she told her parents she was going on a holiday with a friend, but eventually decided to stay. And shortly afterward, told them she was not coming back home. I was drawn to America because I felt like an outsider in my own country. I was in love with hip hop and America is the birthplace of that. So I figured closer I was to the music, the happier I'd be. I was right. She recalled my mom was crying, saying, just be safe. Yet, yeah, dude, she, she ran away from home and her mom's like, oh, just be safe. Yep. Okay. Yeah, I guess. Well, <laughs> uh, she got a GED and resided in the country on a visa waiver for six years. Returning to Australia every three months to renew it, Azalea worked in the U.S. illegally until February 2013. <laughs> she was granted a five-year O visa. The O visa is a classification of non-immigrant temporary work visa granted by the United States to an alien who possesses extraordinary ability in the science, arts, education, business, or Mm. athletics, or has demonstrated a record of extraordinary achievement in motion picture, yada, yada, yada. 
She chose the name Iggy after her dog, which, ex- which, you know, makes sense because yeah. that's what she is. She's a, a dog, <laughs> sit, lay down, roll over. Good, yeah. good dog. Have a treat, have a pat on the head. We will parade you. Yeah. So, uh, not gonna, uh, we can get into her some other time, but I would just, I just wanted to point out, and by the way, uh, she, she reached out to TI and, and TI looks like he was the one that gave her uh, a break, but, um, yeah, I just wanted to, to show that like the, the history is all there and you can say, well, Iggy Azalea has been around for longer. Yeah. He's been around since 2011 versus sexy red. who has been around for five years, but again, that's, uh, it's a 12 year difference. Like how much do you think they can't cover? It's not like it takes you this long to fill out a, like a, a wiki. Okay. What about bad baby? I was, I was bad thinking baby. it was bad Barbie. Like, what about her Wikipedia? Her Wikipedia has got a little bit more. She's born in uh, Florida. Her parents, Ira Peskowitz and Barbara Ann Brigoli dated for a year before Barbara became pregnant and separated when she was an infant. Okay. Uh, oh, then the 2016 is her Dr. Phil appearance. Uh, for the segment, I want to give up my car stealing, knife wielding, twerking 13 year old daughter who tried to frame me for a crime. <laughs> <laughs> well, make you famous <laughs> that, yeah yeah yep yeah, yeah cash me uh, outside okay well yeah. uh again there there's all she so she became big i guess we'll say 2016 that was the thing career beginnings 2017 but she has a, a pretty big wikipedia compared to sexy red sexy red literally came out of nowhere Oh, I just, uh, someone dissed me. I'm, I'm a rapper. And then now she went viral on TikTok. Well, it's just cause she went viral. You don't just go viral and, 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 let, and the people that go viral, like she's getting celebrated by Drake. Drake called her his, his wife. It just, she's collaborating with Nicki Minaj. She has a song called, uh, slut me out and peaches and eggplants. With, with also a uh, lotto. Uh, she was on, uh, I don't know, SZA. I'm guessing that's SZA, like RZA. SZA on Drake's single, Rich Baby Daddy. So, like, big, big names are, are, are bringing her around. And, um, well, wh- what, where did she come from? It would be nice to know. <laughs> yeah. And this is something you should all think about. Like when you think about an artist, like why, wow, this artist sucks. Just look them up. Look, look at their early life on Wikipedia. Just, just see where they came from. See how long that they've been around for, because it's so weird that the, these bands, not just bands, the, it's, it's generally rappers just cause it's so easy to make. It, like anyone can do it. Cause like, like she, they call it reworking Vanessa Carlton's a thousand miles on her track, a thousand jugs. So she, she just stole mm-hmm. someone else's song. Like she stole Vanessa Carlton's hard work and just, Oh yeah. I'll just rap over it about like being like a, a stupid slut. Like, yeah. Oh yeah. That's so creative. It's so clever. And, and they all come. They all come out of nowhere. Well, I got, I got another one and this one popped into my feed. It's called Stunna girl. Oh gosh. Now yep. Stunna girl 
I couldn't, she doesn't, as far as I know, she doesn't have a Wikipedia. I couldn't find one, but, uh, she, she was, she's mentioned on Wikipedia on, on some show called baddies. Okay. I, it's, it's an American reality television series premiered on the Zeus network. I don't know what that is. I don't either, but I imagine they're, tra- they're trying to say that these are bad bitches. Yeah, no, yeah I think that's bad, what I think that's what people. it is. They're ratchet, <laughs> if you would. Oh yes. So it was developed right. following an episode of the conversation, which featured cast members from the former Oxygen series Bad Girls Club. Baddies has aired four seasons, which are uniquely named after where they are filmed. So ones like Baddies Atlanta, Baddies South, you know, Baddies West, Baddies East. Well, Baddies East, oh, I guess these ones were filmed during road trips through their respective regions <laughs> of the United States. <laughs> Let's take a bunch of dumb whores uh, that are rappers on a road trip. So, Stun a Girl is featured in Baddies Season 3. Let's see, under the cast, oh, we got... Oh, check that out. <laughs> yeah, so the cast, we got Natalie Nunn from Oakland. Katya Cat Washington from Philadelphia, Lauren Low London Jordan from Mobile, Alabama, Atasha Tommy Lee Jefferson from Newark, New Jersey. You think uh, she plays drums for Motley Crue? <laughs> Gia Roly Mayhem from um, North Las Vegas, Nevada. Okay, I, I'm sorry. I, I have to start over because I neglected one tab here so it says there there is there is like a place where like the first reality show or season that they're from so natalie nunn oakland california first appeared bad girls club for los angeles age 37 katya cat washington age 36 philadelphia pennsylvania bad girls club five miami uh, Lauren Low London Jordan, 33, Mobile, Alabama. Bad Girls Club, 12, Chicago. Mobile. Is it Mobile? I thought it was Mobile. Yeah, I think it's Mobile. Yeah, Mobile. Okay, Mobile, Alabama. I, I thought, well, I've heard them say Mobile, but maybe that's just the accent. Atasha Tommy Lee Jefferson, 38, Newark, New Jersey. Love and Hip Hop, 5, Atlanta. Now, this is why I had to bring this up. Gia Roly Mayhem, 30, North Las Vegas, Nevada. First reality appearance, Jerry Springer. <laughs> Great. Christian Rock Malone, 23, Baltimore, Maryland, Blue Girls Club 1. These all sound like like porno movies, too. <laughs> and maybe they are. I don't know. Yeah, Scotland, right. Scotland, Scotty Ryan, 26, Charlotte, North Carolina, Batty South. Uh, Dam- Damerlin, Biggie Baez, Providence, Rhode Island, uh, Baddies West auditions. Uh, the other one's not as interesting, but Suzanne stun a girl Brown. She's now, interesting. <laughs> and, uh, now, now this, ways. yeah. So she, she came into my, my music news and the, and it's a lot of times, like I'll see stuff like for Megadeth or, or kiss things that are related to like what I look at, like things that are like interesting. I, I see a lot of Metallica stuff. Occasionally I'll see rap stuff. 
Very rarely, though. Now, this popped in, and uh, that means that that they want people to see her. So, uh, so she has a, a she has a new mm. single. It's called "Courtesy of a Rich N." Now, the on the mm. cover of it, she's on a boat, uh, wearing mm. uh, I think it's either a bathing suit or it's thong underwear. I can't tell. I don't want to look too long. It's not really no. flattering. And she's on some guy's lap. And I saw that and she's quickly emerged as one of the hottest new artists out of the West coast that came as a result of the Sacramento natives breakout like that. That's the name of the song. Furthermore, it soon earned remixes with French Montana and JT of the city girls. A month after, which we mentioned earlier, by the way, yeah. a, a month after the like that remix with JT stun, a girl went on to drop another hot collaboration in wake this shit up. That also included a huge feature from fellow Sacramento native Mozzie. Now it is kind of funny though. They just, she went out to drop a hot new collaboration. She, like you can't say released a new song. Drop it like it's hot. Yeah, I, I guess. When the pigs try to get at you. <laughs> Meanwhile, Stun a Girl has just added even more momentum to her impressive breakout year with this new single. This is courtesy of a rich N, as she had been teasing the release of this record early this month. Stun a Girl releases the blah, 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 blah. Yeah, so, and I saw this, and, and I, was, I was just thinking, okay, maybe, because I don't know a lot about a lot of these rappers. So I'm just thinking maybe this is one of those things like everybody knows and I don't cause I don't care, but, and don't get me wrong. I do care, but I don't care for the reason they want me to. I care because this needs to be removed from society. That's why mm -hmm. I care. So I want to know about it. And so when I went up looking stun a girl, the first thing that popped up was stun a girl arrested for kidnapping. Why did stun a girl go to jail? Who did stun a girl put in a cage? Stun a girl arrested for kidnapping. Uh, oh, so, I, sorry. I, I got to read. I have to read. Th this is kind of grammatically <laughs> awkward. So stun a girl <laughs> arrested for kidnapping. Stun a girl. A young rap artist has won over fans hearts with her undeniable talent and endearing appearance. Her fans are constantly interested in learning about her personal life, particularly her romantic relationships. This article will share information on stun a girl arrested for kidnapping. So she previously released uh, some song. Uh, so she is a single mother with a net worth of 250,000. Her contract with Capital Music Group reportedly cost her $1 million. She's fought with fellow rappers Nani Blanco and Lil Kayla since her music debut. She had a falling out with her in addition to her disagreement with Cuban Doll. Now, this one's funny. Why did Stun a Girl go to jail? Stun a girl was sentenced to prison for a variety of crimes, including <laughs> theft, fraud, and money laundering. Her criminal activities were exposed when victims of her scams reported the incidents to the police. For months, Stun a girl had been running a sophisticated fraud scheme, and her victims had suffered significant financial losses as a result of her actions. Her criminal mm -hmm. history was considered by the judge presiding over her case, and she was eventually sentenced to prison for her crimes. Now, this one's funny. Who did Stun a Girl put in a cage? According to rumors, Stun a Girl was instrumental in the Cuban Dolls' victory over Rocky Bad. 
On October 15, 2018, Cuban Doll, a Dallas rapper who claimed to have signed a multi, or sorry, just a million dollar deal with Capital Music in 2018, announced her dismissal from the label live on Instagram. Yeah, blah, 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 stuff that's not interesting. Uh, Cuban is said to have been let go by the label following an incident with Detroit rapper Rocky Bad, who was allegedly assaulted, robbed of her chain, and placed in a dog cage by associates of Cuban, including Los Angeles rapper Stunna Girl. So again, uh, these people, and this is why I want to know about Sexy Red. So I, we were able to find out about Stunna Girl because okay. she has a criminal record. So that's all <laughs> public. So that just leads me to believe that Sexy Red, if she has a criminal record, well, she doesn't have a criminal record as far as what the public knows. She's just never been, uh, she's never been caught. She's never been arrested. Whereas Stunna Girl was, it looks like sentenced to some kind of jail time for it. And now she, she is slowly being promoted. And now hold on there. You've heard of her, but I haven't. So maybe no one else has. I actually saw on Instagram, someone posted a story and they had a stun a girl song there. We've been <laughs> wanting to talk about stun a girl for a while, but when, when, uh, when Lord Armin said, it's all going to hell, this was yeah. the perfect segue to do it. So yes. Stunna stole Doll's chain and sold it at auction. Cuban Doll and Stunna Girl were friends. Stunna Girl later assisted Doll in putting Rocky Bad in a cage. However, Stunna and Cuban, Donal, uh, Cuban Doll denied putting her in a cage, later stopped being friends with Cuban. Rocky suspected Cuban Doll was the mastermind, but most believe Stunna Girl kidnapped her and imprisoned her in the Doll's cage. And by the way, Stunna Girl has an OnlyFans. <laughs> Go figure. Yeah. So, Good. There, there, there is one crime you left out. <laughs> the crime <laughs> of, of them being allowed to make music. Besides that, well, to be around in public free, like she, she isn't someone that you want, uh, like not locked up, honestly, but she no. was sentenced to pr prison for a variety of crimes. Um, and first on June 11th, 2021, she was driving recklessly in her hometown of Sacramento when she struck a bicyclist and the victim suffered multiple injuries and was rushed to the hospital. Like she literally is like borderline killing people. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah. The, the uh, Shug Knight special. She fled, the, she fled the scene after causing the accident how do you cause a, a bicycle accident? Like she you ran don't. over a bicyclist. You don't. <laughs> Barked a police chase. She was tracked down and eventually arrested me or you would have been shot so fast. It later emerged that she was driving under the influence of alcohol at the time of the accident. Just oh, alcohol? Good. Yeah, because cocaine? of the controversies around her case, much about her past also came to light. So this is the thing. It's like you got to commit so many violent despicable crimes before people can find out a little bit about you. Yeah. Like, and, and, and all she is, is she, she's just another whore. She has an only fans. She's a single mother and she's being, she's being pushed by the music industry. Like this is a whole new genre of music. Whore hop. I mean, I, I, they would probably like, I bet if we had a like contact in the hip hop world, like who was like a, an executive or a producer. And we said, Hey, just start calling it ho hop they would all accept it as a thing. I, I, I guarantee you, but ho hop ho of the month. Yeah. Whore hop, because that's all they are. And that, and bringing up Iggy Azalea, she had four teen choice awards. That means the, 
the teens chose her. So that's the audience there. She yeah. is paraded in front of children and, and Iggy Azalea isn't different than these people. Like she, she's another like butt rapper, I guess like <laughs> that's another way to call it like butt rap, but whore hop. Now the last one we're just going to touch on just, this will be the, the last thing is a, a girl named Suki Hana. She has released one mixtape, uh, that covered the children's ears for this one. Wolf pussy. Oh, and she has a, a collaboration with sexy red where they're trying to do the, the, in the, the inversion of they're in a, a nice country club and they're, there looking like clown whores and, uh, they're, they're just, and that's what they look like. They look like clown whores. Like they are there just for amusement and they are there. I, I guarantee you they're being passed around. They probably think it's empowering to them because that's mm-hmm. how it's presented. But all they are, is they're selling their bodies. They're telling young women to, to just freely give their bodies up. There's no dignity. And, uh, th- this girl has three children. And her name is Suki Hana is a nickname that came from a Japanese restaurant where someone joked that she tasted like Sukiana. Ew. Yes. Very you like, and that's her name. And she was also from the, the reality series, love and hip hop, but the Miami version. Um, In the summer of 2023, YK Osiris stirred online controversy after a clip leaked of him attempting to kiss Sukiana while taping a basketball game provided by Revolt, a digital cable network founded by Sean Diddy Combs. Oh. Someone who's been a little in the news lately. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. And we'll we'll get to him sometime, I I promise you. But uh, so that that was, that's whore hop. And so DJ, go ahead and just, just go ahead, take us home, please. Yeah, you know, it's the thing about the show is, is we're not really trying to necessarily despair about the uh, current situation and future of music, but it, you got to know that it's bad and, and that you got to almost kind of get over it and try to find, like, we realize it sucks, but and, it, and we need to find a way to get this crap away from the younger generation and... and to show women to actually what it is to empower themselves. Like, like life doesn't have to be this way of drugging and robbing people to get famous. I mean, it, it just, you know, make your destiny your own. It's more about being aware of, of all the different variables out there and that you're going to have to deal with different variables in life, right? And the best way you could do that is, is just... Not just listening to us, but you got to have some more informed, you know, information to make these important decisions you're going to make that um, that could possibly affect the rest of your life. So with that, um, thank you, Lord Araman, for hopping on with us in the first hour. Really appreciate that. Go check out Dark Funeral. Oh, we'll leave all the links on the episode. You know, uh, message us. We'll give you an invite to our Discord if you're cool you out there but messages first it's invite only but if you have any questions reach out out to us on social media or our email and for everyone out there stay safe out there